Hi there, this is episode 92. Today I'm answering the question, why does it matter if a baby crawls? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, this is Danae here. This is episode 92. First of all, I want to invite you to leave any questions that you have for the podcast at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. Today, I'm answering a question that I hear frequently from parents, and it ties into the interview that I have for you this week in episode 93 with Carla Hannaford. So consider today to be a little bit of a precursor to prepare you for the interview that's coming up. So the question is, why does it matter if a baby crawls? In the year 2018, we have so many gadgets and devices out there that try to push kids through their developmental stages faster and faster. And getting kids to walk is one of those things. I know as parents, we get really excited about the big milestones. And there's all sorts of walkers and different kinds of devices to get kids upright. There's also a lot of debate about whether or not this is really good for kids. There are many medical professionals and occupational and physical therapy professionals that will tell you that you shouldn't really put a baby into a position unless they can get into that position themselves. So by that I mean you shouldn't put a baby in a bumbo if they can't sit up. Because if they're not sitting up yet, that means that their spine and their vertebrae are not prepared to support their body weight. Likewise, if a child is not pulling themselves up into standing and standing independently by themselves, you shouldn't lift them up and lean them into the standing position. Again, because we really need to let kids lead the way on these big physical milestones because they know what's the best thing for their body and they will do it on the time that's right for them. So on that note, the question is, why does it matter that a baby crawls? And this question is relevant because more and more babies are skipping crawling and going straight to walking. There's some thought that all of these devices that get kids upright from such an early age might be contributing to this. Now, I can't say definitively as to why babies of this generation are much more frequently skipping crawling and going straight to walking. But what we do know is that when babies skip the crawling stage, the traditional hands and knees crawling, that they might be missing some important input for their brains. Now, this isn't meant to be alarmist. So if you have a baby that didn't crawl and they turned out just fine, then I wouldn't stress about it. But it is an important thing to keep in mind. And here's why. I'm going to try to keep it this really simple because when it comes to talking about brain development, things can get pretty complex pretty fast. So there's all sorts of different parts of the brain and the different parts control different functions. So there's a part for language and a part for gross motor and a part for reasoning and a part for emotions. You get my point. So it's important that we integrate all these different parts so they work together properly. And this naturally happens as we grow and develop and it happens naturally through movement and play. So all those different parts of the brain that control the different functions, they're all organized into the two major hemispheres in your brain, so the left brain and the right brain. In between the left brain and the right brain, we have the midline, which runs right down the middle, just like it sounds like. In typical brain development, the left brain and the right brain start working together in tandem. 
Sometimes those two hemispheres of the brain don't naturally integrate with one another. The result is that one hemisphere or certain parts of the brain are working a whole lot harder than other parts. So imagine it like this. Imagine that you are trying to do push-ups with both arms, your left arm and your right arm. You can do push-ups pretty efficiently. Well, some of us, I can't really do push-ups, but you can do push-ups pretty efficiently with both arms. Now, if I asked you to do push-ups with one arm, you could probably do it, especially if you trained and you practiced really hard, but it's going to be more difficult. It's going to be more awkward. It's going to be inefficient. Doing push-ups with one arm is never going to be as efficient and effective as doing push-ups with two arms. The same idea with the brain. So using primarily one hemisphere or one side of your brain is it's possible and you can do it, but it's never going to be as efficient. It's never going to be as fast and it's probably always going to be a little bit more clumsy and awkward as a result. Hence the reason it's important to integrate the two sides and we call that bilateral integration. And again, that typically happens naturally during childhood. It happens through movement and play. Now keep in mind, I'm really simplifying all of this. So if you are a professional and you know a significant amount of brain development, you know that this is much more complicated than this. So these issues with the brain not being integrated and the brain not developing in the typical way are becoming more and more common. The reason for that is kids are not getting exposed to the amount of movement and the amount of unstructured play that leads to all of this movement as much as they should be. We're seeing a lot more technology use. We're seeing a lot more hovering and not letting kids take the risks that they need to take. We're also seeing kids getting pushed through milestones and getting pushed into academic work earlier and earlier, which means sitting at a desk, sitting in a chair, not moving like they need to be moving. This integration starts from the earliest of ages. When babies are born, they're born with all these reflexes, and they're called infant reflexes because they usually disappear between four and six months of age. So one that most of us are familiar with is the startle reflex. It's also called the Morrow reflex. And that reflex is the one that we see when you make a loud noise or you slam a door or something like that and a baby jumps. This is why we need to swaddle babies because otherwise they will jump and wake themselves up. Babies tend to need swaddled only for the first few months of life because as most reflexes, the morrow or the startle reflex tends to fade between four and six months. Now, when babies don't get enough movement, sometimes they retain infant reflexes. And when they retain infant reflexes, this also leads to difficulties in the different areas of the brain working together. So big picture, why does this all matter? Because when the brain isn't properly integrated and when the reflexes are not properly integrated, it can lead to issues with movement. So movement disorders, sensory sensitivities, learning challenges, especially when you think about reading. So that reading from left to right pattern. Fortunately, the research shows us that there is a lot we can still do to integrate these two sides, even if it's not hap happening naturally, even if kids haven't gotten the amount of movement, haven't gotten the amount of stimulation that they need from an early age. So the research shows that children need a lot of what's called cross-lateral movements. So crawling is an excellent example of a cross-lateral movement. That's when the arms and legs cross over from one side of the body to the other. So the right hand touches the left knee and the left knee touches the right hand, crossing the hands across the body, crossing over the midline from one side to the other. 
early in life, crawling is one of the best ways to do a lot of those cross-lateral movements to lead to this integration. But it's definitely not the only way. My daughter walked very early. She walked when she was nine months old, and my son walked late. He walked around 16 months, and both of them crawled for probably two or three months at least, I would say, but we still crawl all the time. We do lots of crawling games. They pretend to be puppies and tigers, and they pretend to be snakes and do sort of army crawls on the ground, and we do a lot of that because I know that even though they did crawl, they can still benefit from these cross-lateral movements. So even if crawling isn't something that comes naturally to your kid, and even if they skipped right over that, go back to it and have fun with it and get them excited about it all over again. But there are lots of other cross-lateral movements that can help your child's brain develop. You can do a quick search online. I know there's a ton of really cool exercises on Pinterest. I tend to not like to send parents to Pinterest too much because it can be really overwhelming, but I think there's a lot of good pictures and videos and that sort of thing. But first and foremost, before you put your kid on a special exercise regimen of all of these exercises, let them play, let them move, get them outside because that's where the real wonderful movement and sensory exposure really starts to happen. So in episode 93, I'm going to be going deeper into some of this with Carla Hannaford, and she is a biologist and she knows everything about the brain development and will tell you exactly why our kids need to move and why they need to be outside in order to optimize their brains. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 92. If you have questions or comments, you can leave those in the show notes at simplefamilies.com forward slash episode 92. Have a good one.